0: Hey guys, it's Jillian and Melina, and thanks for tuning back in to I've Been Thinking. Please enjoy this next episode. That was perfect! Hey guys, it's Melina and Jillian. And we are back after a very, very long time away again, our like fifth hiatus.
1: But only because we wanted to make this episode perfect for you, because it's the New Year's. And we're going to be talking about resolutions. (laughs)
0: Yes, today we decided to talk about New Year's resolutions and why we low-key think they're stupid. Not low-key, high-key. High-key, which, (laughs) okay, here's my, like, hot take on it. I think they're stupid because I think people set these unrealistic goals for themselves, which not everybody, but I feel like the majority of people set unrealistic goals for themselves, Realize within two weeks, like, i don't think i'm gonna accomplish this and then just give up and it's like okay then what was the point of going through that whole cycle anyway
1: see i guess my stance on it is like i just get confused because people are like oh new year new me why couldn't if you wanted something to change why couldn't you change it before no exactly. why were you waiting for a predetermined date to do it why are you doing it on another person's schedule if you want to do it then do
0: it No, exactly. I'm like, what is the turning of the new... Like, congrats, we revolved around the sun one more time. Why are you going to go to the gym all of a sudden?
1: (laughs) Like, everyone's like, oh my god, New Year's. I have to go to the gym. I have to eat healthy. I have to blah, blah, blah. I'm like... Okay. But, like, why? Why why couldn't you do this in, like, August? August. Okay, that was was creepy. That was creepy. (laughs) But it's like, why couldn't you do it before? Then, like, there's also the idea... No, the one thing I do think is nice is setting, like, goals for the year.
0: Oh, yeah, I think which someone that I have on Snapchat posted this where it was like goals throughout the year and it was like, okay, by the end of January, I want to do this by the end of February, I want to do this. And it was like many realistic goals that they will be able to accomplish by the end of the month because it's not like, okay. I'm going to eat super healthy for every single meal for the rest of my life. Like, no, it was, I don't remember the goal specifically, but it's like, I don't know, don't buy takeout every single day for the first month of January.
1: Do you like I feel like that's good? I think like the biggest thing for me is like you're trying to do something without knowing how to build a habit. And like, okay, site promo. not promo because they're not paying me um the what is it? the book how to build better habits i think it's called i've
0: heard of it i've never read it
1: really good and has some really interesting philosophies in it um but definitely like your habit takes 21 days to form you know it's not instantaneous you actually have to be motivated and if you're only just doing it because everyone else around you is doing it and it's not because you actually want
0: to nothing's going to change I feel like there's also this unrealistic standard with New Year's resolutions that, okay, as soon as the New Year hits, I'm going to start doing this, and I'm going to see results right away because Which, it's a new year. I think Which,
1: the interesting thing is, one, that people want re- results right away. They Realistically, do, Realistically, yeah. you're not going to see results right away. You know that TikTok, That's <laughs> like, I always get it. It's like, if you start tomorrow on Monday, January 4th, then you'll feel it in two weeks. You'll... Oh,
0: I like know something I know exactly. And th- and you'll
1: see it in six weeks. <laughs> like that? And then your if, friends will notice in eight weeks. No, like that's realistic though. Yeah. Because like at the end of the day, you're gonna start feeling it personally and internally more than you're gonna start before you start seeing results. Mm-hmm. Especially within a workout sense. But I think the biggest thing is like why not do it on your own clock? You know, if you don't have The actual motivation, building a habit doing this New Year's resolution is for nothing.
0: I know. I just feel like New Year's resolution, like, it's great. It's great that people want to better themselves, but I feel like people need to better themselves more realistically. It doesn't have to be at the new year. It doesn't have to be this crazy goal. It can be something like I have, I had never made New Year's resolutions, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, there's stuff I want to do this year where, like, One of my, I guess, New Year's resolutions is to just work more because last semester I, oh, I also quit my job. (laughs) I guess we haven't recorded since I quit, but I quit my job. I now work at a coffee shop and I have an opportunity to get more hours and work. And it's like, okay, one of my, like, I guess New Year's resolutions is to just work more. Like, I want to make more money. And that's realistic. And I know I'm not going to get all this money in the next paycheck. It's like over time, I want it, my savings account to be at a certain amount by the end of this year or by the end of, I guess, this semester is what I'm more looking at. But I'm learning to set more realistic goals because definitely in the past growing up, I'm like, okay, New Year, I'm literally I, every single year without fail, I would do the classic, I'm going to work out every day. I am going to eat completely healthy. And for like three days straight, I would eat completely healthy for every single meal and workout. And then on day four or five, I'm like, okay, well now I have to go back from to school because like breaks over and then I don't have a, as much time. And I want junk food because I am a sugar and junk food addict. So it and then I hate on myself and I'm like, well, I couldn't do it. So many other people have this goal they 're able to do it, and i can't I suck i 'm just going to give up, and then i 'm literally back to square one and I feel like these unrealistic new year 's resolutions create an unhealthy mindset for people because it definitely did for me
1: no, for sure, I think the other thing is like obviously like i'm a server, I see people I worked two days before new year's on new year's after new year's and I notice that a lot of people were eating a lot of food and a lot of them like obviously I'm not going to comment on what you're eating you want to eat do it rack up your bagel shoot tip me more but <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that like a lot of them were being like oh I guess I'll just order a little extra you know before the resolutions start and I think it's like if you have to binge in a way to make it it seems like you're making it a punishment for yourself
0: yeah and i think for
1: me like because i used to do resolutions and it was always the same fucking thing that i was gonna lose weight it was always that i was gonna lose weight and i think that created such a bad mentality for me because i'd be like well if i don't eat healthy if i don't work out every day i'm not gonna lose weight and here's the funny thing my mother is a personal trainer she is a healthy woman it's not like i was eating junk food every day I was eating what she was preparing me, which 90% of the time was kale. Oh, gosh. (laughs) My mom loves her collard greens. And then um, I was doing multiple sports full time. So I'd work out maybe a total or be active, maybe a total of like four or five hours a day.
0: Yeah. And it's like on top of that, you still want to put more strain on yourself. Exactly. And so like looking back at it, I'm like, I was creating a,
1: like, very negative mentality with myself. Because I'm like, I'm not seeing results. There was nothing wrong with my body. I was healthy. Mm-hmm. I just had really bad body dysmorphia yeah (laughs) like I literally thought that I was like a million pounds but in reality I was fitting into like size 25 jeans Mm -hmm. like I was not a million pounds
0: oh no not at all if you're fitting in 25 (laughs) (laughs) and so
1: like for no but that was me like all through high school I kept thinking like oh my god, oh my god, like, I'm, I'm fat, I have to work out more, I have to do more, and every new year, I'd do that, and every year, it would send me into, like, a self-deprecating spiral of, like, I'm not healthy enough, everyone's gonna be skinny this summer, and I'm not gonna be skinny, I'm gonna look so out of place, blah, blah, not it, I have a lot of body issues, so a lot of my issues are rooted in my body, but it's also, like, I feel like by creating unrealistic and unhealthy girls without actually accessing my life, it caused me to like further that way. It's like this year, I didn't make any goals. I honestly think yeah. they're stupid at this point. But what I did instead is I sort of created a vision board for my year. And I like first of all, I just like the idea of creating a vision <laughs> board. I was like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> Arts and crafts. Arts and crafts. But it's also like, I. My I don't have any goals for this year per se, but I'd like to work on myself more.
0: What do you mean? Like, work yourself? I feel
1: like personally, I put myself to the side. Mm-hmm. And I don't practice what I preach. The other day, we were saying ha- we're <laughs> not really strangers with our roommates. And I was lecturing my friend Adelaide on how she needs to go ahead and put herself <laughs> first and be. Sorry, Melina's dying I'm in the sorry. corner. I'm
0: sorry, my throat is dry. She's sick. She's gonna kill us all. I'm
1: kidding. Um, She has COVID. No, she doesn't.
0: That's a cute tote bag. Thank you, it
1: was from my mom for Christmas. Oh, yeah. My mom gave me a UCSB tote bag um for Christmas because I wanted one. Very cute. Yeah, it's very nice. Okay. Okay. Anyways, um, I think like I what I told Adelaide and I was like, look, you need to be more selfish. (laughs) Like you can't keep putting other people before you put yourself. You can't keep like getting mad when things don't go your way but you're not valuing yourself you're not giving yourself the time of day blah 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 blah. and you know i don't like hypocritical people and i am a hypocrite moment (laughs) i'm a hypocrite because the reality is like do i try to yes do i try to be selfish and like work on myself yes and i think it shows i do try to put myself first However, in a lot of ways and not, I constantly invalidate my own feelings at the expense of making other people happier and not making other people feel bad. And, like, I feel like it's not so much a
0: goal, but, like, it's not for the new year. Mm-hmm. I, it's just happened because we happened to have that conversation, like, two days ago. Well,
1: not that. It's just, like, I, in general, want to be a better person. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, oh, I'm going to do this for the year and then give up on it. It's, yeah. I want to try to be a better person. But I'm going to do it on my timeline. I'm not going to put pressure on me because it's a new year. January 1st changes nothing. Congratulations. It's a new year. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wait. Cray cray. We're one year closer to death. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. We were talking about death theory in one of my classes today. Wow. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's really interesting that the sublime comes from tear, which is rooted in death. And that is the most intense emotions that anyone could feel. And so my personal theory that came with it is that death is the it's not so much the fear of death or the acceptance of death, but death is what pushes the creation of delight and pleasure, which therefore allow us to live our life instead of just being alive so death is somewhat of a driving force for motivation and any emotion that we feel within our lives
0: well yeah what do you think like like bucket lists.
1: well we were actually talking about that like adrenaline junkies and how um when this dude was very morbid morbid his name was burke i think he was a philosopher um but he was very morbid. He's like, if, imagine you put on like one of the best things, no budget, like a movie, no budget, best actors, everything you wanted, everything imperfect. And then you announce that in the next room over a public execution was going to happen. Which would people go to? And it's the idea that the closer you are to death itself, the more pleasure you feel in the fact that you are relinquishing yourself in front of death and surviving and i thought that was a really interesting concept so would people go to the public execution then well people used to do that no i know but it's also like people don't people still do that people still do that it's also the idea of like um (coughs) it's the idea of like um watching horror movies Mm -hmm. like jordan peele films He's the director of Get Out, I think. Whoever the director of Get Out, <coughs> oh yeah, um, he, like, his oh movies gosh. are so good and so terrifying because they're so real, you know. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Annabelle,
0: we can laugh at it because yeah. it doesn't seem real. Like you know, I watched The Conjuring for the first time. Oh, that movie is so funny. Which like <laughs> I did not find that movie scary. Which like it's based off of a true haunting. But it just seems so unrealistic to me where I was like, oh, this honestly, is not even scary. No, I
1: literally, I think it's funny to watch people's reactions to my movies. But then like Jordan Peele was one of the first movies that I genuinely got terrified in. And it, the funny thing is, it was about aliens. Like <laughs> it was probably I, his most fiction-based movie. I've never seen a Jordan Peele film. Oh God, they're terrifying. He's really good at it, but they're terrifying. But the idea is, is because it's so realistic, you can put yourself in the shoes And sort of emphasize a lot more. And so, like, your subconscious starts to blend the idea of what's happening and what's not, creating the emotion of being close to death.
0: Idea. Do you think the death of the old year is what's pushing people into these crazy resolutions? Because it's the idea that time has passed, time is gone. I honestly think it is. I think...
1: I think part of the reason, well, like, obviously the holidays are a hard time for people, but I think part of the reason why, like, the end of December in general is, like, really hard time for people is because they're realizing that, or not that they're realizing, they're coming to the census that they wasted their year. Yeah because they spent so much time working <laughs> blah 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 doing things that they feel like they've accomplished nothing
0: this year because people make these crazy resolutions and crazy unrealistic goals that they can't meet so yeah then they end up wasting their year because yeah. they're not able to do and these crazy things like, they wanted to
1: accomplish working and getting stuff done and they don't take time to enjoy life and obviously to some extent going on vacations stuff like that is a luxury. However. I'm a firm believer that you can be happy and content with your life no matter what position you're in financially or whatnot but I just personally found it really interesting because I really think that people realizing that another year has passed they're a year closer to death so they need to do something but I'm like mortality can we're mortals mortality is a firm concept within our society and like realistically we could die at any minute so why are you going to do a resolution that you have to take so much time to rather than just working on being happy with yourself like I was talking to Melina earlier this week and I was like oh I'm sort of done with the idea of I have to lose weight I have to lose weight I have to lose weight because my body is one of the core issues in my life it really is but like if I lose weight If I made a resolution and lose weight and I didn't, or say I did, what would change? I still would be unhappy with myself because I still wouldn't be confident in myself. If I can't love myself and be confident with myself as I am now, how am I supposed to if I'm in a different body that's unfamiliar to me?
0: I think a big misconception with body image and then I guess this kind of ties in with New Year's resolutions because... I think a big thing with New Year's resolutions is people want to change themselves, change their lifestyles because they're unhappy with it. How are they supposed to be happy with something that isn't them at all? If they change who they truly are to such a vast extent, they're going to be someone that they can't even recognize. And what? That's supposed to make them happier all of a sudden because then they have to get comfortable with a completely new lifestyle, completely new them. And that just that seems like a lot more work than just being at peace with yourself. And I'm not saying like, oh, yeah, just be at peace with yourself. Like, that's easy. I know that's not easy, but I feel like it would be so much more beneficial in the long run if people were more okay with what they were like now than five months from now when they make massive changes to themselves. And I really think like, although I think the idea of setting a goal for yourself is good.
1: To some extent, you know, don't set unrealistic goals that can't be kept, which is something that I'm guilty of in general, (laughs) because being like, I'm going to do this this," or like, I'm going to get straight A's. I'm in college. I work practically full time for two jobs. Like, I do a lot of stuff like getting straight A's isn't necessarily realistic. And, you know, I'm doing the best I can. I'm not failing my classes, but I'm not getting a 4.0 either.
0: But you're passing.
1: Well, I'm passing with good grades. I, like, beat myself up over a B. And I'm like, you did a lot. Why are yeah. you beating yourself up? So I think it's, like, you got to create goals that are realistic. And one of the concepts that I was learning about,
0: I'm doing a lot of, like, philosophical classes this quarter. That's I like philosophical classes, though. And so
1: one of the concepts that we're covering in my happiness class <laughs> is that, I don't remember what it was exactly but that like oh because she wants to create a very like classroom to life mentality like you're only going to succeed if you're willing to implement tools that you learned in the classroom in the real life um and I think part of it is that our goals have to adapt and change with us mm-hmm. we're not stagnant beings our lives change our situations change I could be like, I'm going to lose 10 pounds by the end of the year. But the reality is, what if I end up having a medical condition that I can't do that? What if I lose a loved one? What if I'm grieving? What if I get into a car accident and I get paralyzed? Like, these are all very real possibilities. Although I'd like to hope none of that happens. I know, let's knock on your head. Knock on my head. Um. But, like, the reality is you got to create goals that are flexible and move with you and adapt with you as you change. A New Year's resolution that you make on January 1st may not apply to the you on January 31st, you know? Yeah. And, like, the idea of goals is great. But maybe don't put such a harsh deadline on them to the fact that now on December 31st, 2023, you're going to be miserable, Because you feel like you didn't accomplish your
0: goals. And it's like, I'm... What was I going to say? I feel like not having... Like, be flexible with yourself. Allow yourself some slack. Like, maybe your New Year's resolution is to lose weight. Maybe you, like, really, like, medically do need to lose weight. Cut yourself some slack. People that... People set these goals from their... Oh my gosh, I can't speak. For themselves? People set these goals for themselves that end up being really challenging. And if you are taking on a very challenging goal, cut yourself some slack. Realize it's going to take time. Realize you're going to have days where you mess up. It's okay. I, Honestly, if anyone is having a resolution, I think everybody needs to learn balance in their life. I saw this, I saw this like, it was like a comic thing, literally like in middle school and it has stuck with me ever since, that the perfect day, quote unquote, is eight hours of sleep, eight hours of work, eight hours of leisure. Not in that order necessarily, but getting, splitting your day into thirds like that, you get a bunch of stuff done, you're refreshed, you're relaxed. And you're ready to take on the world but i the the world but i think i struggle i struggle with that balance a lot because there are days where especially last semester which i kind of need to rework the way that i work for this semester every monday i would get three i would get all my work done for three of my classes and would literally be doing school the entire day And then I would be drained. And then I would have my calc class, which I ended up dropping. And then I'd work on my (laughs) calc class, like, slowly the rest of the week. And it's, like, that was not productive at all. Because I did so much schoolwork that one day that I'm, like, oh, I'm kind of, like, mentally drained. Well, it's, uh, I don't want to do work today. And then Wednesday hits. Well, I don't want to do today. And then it comes Friday. And it's, like, oh, these assignments are literally due tonight. Like, I didn't balance very well. And... Then on some days I'd be like, oh, I have nothing to do today. So then I have like 14 hours of leisure. And then it's like I get bored and it was just very unhealthy cycle. So the way that I kind of this isn't a New Year's resolution by any means. It's just something that I'm like keep so sorry, keeping <laughs> in the back of my mind is like my shifts at work are five hours. So like the days I have work, I'll do five hours of work and then I'll go to the gym, work out, and then that'll hit like my eight hours of work and then my leisure and then sleep. And then the days that I don't have work, I'll do schoolwork. And then, I mean, I won't do schoolwork for like eight hours, but I'm definitely going to try to balance it better because a big misconception I had with myself is that I need to do schoolwork on certain days because I'm only feeling it on certain days, which it's like I was limiting myself with that I was limiting myself by saying oh you're only wanting to do these certain things on certain days it's like no why am I setting myself up for that why don't I just do like a little bit each day you know instead of dedicating one whole day to one thing and one whole day to another thing because that created a very unhealthy balance in my life and I realized that with a lot of people a lot of my roommates actually that do that too who does that not me right I'm safe. I'm safe. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, like, saluting. I you're don't... also the one that's like, I have this due tomorrow. I procrastinated. I'm going to do it all day today, so... Okay, but does it take me all day? No, it takes me two hours. It doesn't take you all day. <laughs> I just exaggerate. I, I get see that, stressed and I exaggerate. I see that with some of our roommates. It's like, they need to learn... Which I'm not, like, criticizing the way they live. I just think life would be so much easier for them if they learned how to balance. And I see that for a lot of other people. Like, my family. My my dad, especially. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) No, literally. My dad is a workaholic. He needs to take a chill pill. (laughs) No, literally. It's like, if people just learned balance and learned that it's okay to just lay around and do nothing for three hours out of the day because you deserve it you did all this work today you went grocery shopping you made yourself a meal you did school work you went to work it is okay to just do nothing which is another thing that I'm trying to overcome is when I'm doing nothing I I fall into this hole of self-hatred because I'm like I've been laying in my bed for two hours playing wordscapes like I need to do something with myself because this is like I'm not doing anything productive But you actually are doing something productive. You're giving yourself rest so that you're better recharged to do the work that you have to do later or the work you have to do tomorrow. So Adelaide, I think Adelaide said something where I think in the kitchen yesterday we were talking about something. And I don't remember. I don't know if she was talking to you or someone where it was like, oh, do I pull an all-nighter and do this? Or do I just like go to sleep and do it in the morning? Oh, she was talking to Manu and she was like, well, go to sleep and do it in the morning because you're allowing yourself to rest. So then you're better recharged to do it in the morning. And then you could do more stuff throughout the day because you've been working all day today, And then what you're going to continue to work all through the night and then be yeah. dead the next day. I don't know.
1: What? A, what? A, okay. So my happiness class, it's interesting, right? Our literal first assignment. Cause she was like, it's not okay. The class is not supposed to make us happy. But it's like, it's sort of utilizing happiness psychology and turning it into a communicative measure. Um, And so the first thing she wants us to do, our first assignment, is to do a five-day time audit of our lives. So I started mine today. And we're supposed to write, not like every little minute detail, but like, write how long we slept. Like, do like, 24 hours, she'd, like, block out when we slept, when we were in class, when we were at work, when we were socializing, um, and then, like, write notes, so, like, how we were feeling throughout the day, um, how we felt after socializing, how many hours of socializing we got total, our phone time, our screen time for the day, um, our quality of sleep, and stuff like that. And her reasoning for this, which I, I think it's a good idea, is to, like, go ahead And that way you can start a foundation. And from there, you can start to look at your life and go, okay, what do you want to change? What do you want to do to make you happier? What small things can make you happier? Oh, after socializing with so-and-so, you weren't in the best mood. Okay, let's look at that relationship. How can you communicate better with them to help be a better person and not be in a bad mood after it, you know? And I think a lot of what, She's trying to teach us what this is balance within our lives. I was looking at mine. I got six hours of sleep last night. I went to bed at about 1.30. I woke up at 7.30. I left my house at 7.40 to go to class. I went to class for an hour and a half. Came back. um, Ate my breakfast. Went back to class for another hour and a half. Came back i fell asleep for three fucking hours because i was exhausted then i dropped a class <laughs> because i determined that i oh wasn't gosh, gonna get I in a
0: class today too. oh my god but i'm gonna take it um later on in the semester
1: oh i'm gonna take it in summer oh because i just I, I there was no way i was gonna get in and i don't have the time for that and then i went on a walk which was nice it was really pretty. It was a gorgeous day. The surf was amazing.
0: And then, no, dude. After the storm, the surf is so. I want to go surfing tomorrow. But you're not supposed to go in the ocean. Why not? Like right after the storm, because all the runoff and like grime and dirt and like toxic stuff from the land going into the ocean. If I take a shower, it's fine. Wetsuit. You don't have one. I will
1: survive. I was, fi- at first I was afraid, I was, was petrified, petrified,
0: I'm sorry, that I couldn't <laughs> live without you by my side, I
1: don't know the rest of the words, I and spent I'll so lie. many
0: nights thinking how you did me wrong, but I grew strong, <laughs> and I learned how to get life yeah. and I yeah. go back, the hood, well the hood, the hood, okay, okay, <laughs> anyways, I, I forget what we were saying, and
1: I think like... <laughs> Went on a walk and then I went to a sorority event. Came- sorority. Sorority.
0: Sorority event.
1: And then I came um, back. I ate my dinner and now we're podcasting. And I was looking at my day. That's disturbing me.
0: <laughs> I was hoping to get
1: your Melina's like holding her toes together. It's sort of weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and like I was looking at it and I was like okay slow. Like not bad but I'm also like I was exhausted for the first half of the day because I got no sleep because I could not sleep last night um and I think that like a lot of it is just like you gotta look at your life and actually look at it you gotta give yourself the cold heart truth. and she even said she's like look y'all aren't gonna like what you see for this she straight up was like, you're not gonna like the amount of screen time, you're not gonna like how much time you're spending on such and such, you're not gonna like how much time you're in school, how much time you're in work. However, you need to see it so you can know what you wanna change. And I think like if you're taking anything from this, forget your New Year's resolutions. They're probably below me anyway and will be forgotten in a week. If you can keep with it, good for I'm you. I know it's Diane. shout out diane if you're listening to this you're calling me right now i'm Um, letting it ring we're
0: podcasting (laughs)
1: um and i think like if you get anything from this if you can stick to your resolutions good for you if not throw them away and if anything work on balancing your life you gotta sort of assess it first and work on balancing it because i promise you the tiny difference of going to sleep 30 minutes earlier or eating more in the day or making sure that you're socializing and giving yourself time, you will be 10 times happier. Melina likes to talk about her friend Constance And how she works so Constance, I
0: love you. (laughs) Ever since she came back from, like, Dana, not too long ago. Constance, you low-key, like, changed my perspective on life. Just (laughs) let you know. Continue. She's (laughs) she's been constantly talking about how Constance works her butt off, like,
1: 40-something hours a week. Does school. Does a bunch of stuff. And still socializes with friends. And still can get her sleep. And is still one of the most positive, optimistic people she knows. And I think, like, that just proves to show Like, you just need a lifestyle that's balanced and curated to you. If you want to do it, you can. But also, at the end of the day, if you're doing that much work and then work in school and not seeing your friends, you're going to be depressed. You're going to be sad. But if you make time for those who care about you and if you make sure that you're doing something for yourself. And I'm a big, big, big prompter of me time. I think you should always give yourself at least 30 minutes to yourself during the day. Yes. What I've started to do is before bed, I will listen to a podcast
0: and I will do my school readings for the next day. Yeah, honestly, my favorite part of the day, which like I have many different parts of the day for different reasons. But one of my favorites is right before I go to sleep when I'm in my bed because my space that I have set up in our apartment is so like relaxing and very tailored to like me and it's like perfectly stimulating not too overstimulating, because i have like a bunch of random stuff on my wall to look at and i just like cuddle up with my book
1: and i commonly come in and interrupt to show her
0: tiktok i found in my late night scroll no literally last night she comes hi can i come in <laughs> okay i have this tiktok to show you but, so like i'll either read my book and it just gives me time like the book that i'm reading right now is i like it a lot It is called Lady Chatterley's Lover and surprisingly it's a very like feminist novel which I wasn't expecting and it's giving me stuff to think about and then I'm able able to lay there by myself when I put the book down and like think about the things I just read and then like wow I really resonate with this or wow I've never thought about this before and it just gives me time to like be in my own thoughts which is also very important because I avoid being alone and being in my own head because it freaks me out but i'm learning to do that and be okay with it because i didn't realize subconsciously that's a big part of my anxiety is the fear of just being alone with my thoughts because it has proven to make me spiral in the past but we're learning to be okay with that and it has proven to be very beneficial to no, do so. Okay,
1: i would tend to agree. I I don't know why but recently i i go through phases with my novels. I like my rom-coms. I like my happy novels. I went through a phase where I like only read self-help books. Um, don't know why. But lately the type of book that I've been liking is like fiction
0: memoir type be. Hmm.
1: Like one that I just read is Before Your Coffee Gets Cold.
0: Oh yes.
1: Which is a sequel to a book that Melina has actually that I didn't know about. It's When Your Mem- Before Your Memory Fades.
0: Oh, wait, no, no I have one your, before your memory, memory phrase. Mine's before she, the coffee gets cold.
1: And I think that, like, it's not so much a memoir. It's a fictional book. It's a fictional book, However, yeah. it's very philosophical at the root. And it I is. appreciate that. And it sort of had me thinking, because it's about a coffee shop where you can travel back in time or forward in time, although people choose not to go forward because there are rules and you have to be at the coffee shop. Anyways, blah, blah, blah. And you can't change the future with what your actions are, but you can go ahead and you can see people one last time, and lately, I guess just because of some stuff happening in my life, I've been pondering that a lot more and thinking, "Hmm, maybe I should just tell them it before it's like too late, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. The other one that i I actually already read it, but then I bought a hard copy because I wanted to annotate it. It's called, I Want to Kill Myself, But I Want to Eat The I want to
0: read that book.
1: Do you want to read it before I annotate it? Because once I annotate it, nobody's reading it. Sure. Okay. Um, And it's a memoir. And it's of a woman as she goes through a journey, sort of, with herself. And it's her conversations with her psychiatrist or therapist. I can't remember which. And I resonated so much with the author. And it's like... It's not like it's like, oh my gosh, like, but it's like, it makes me feel heard that other people are writing about experiences that I've had or I've thought about. Mm-hmm. And what I'm starting to realize is I like books that prompt me to think more. Yeah. I used to like the idea, and it was sort of like a coping mechanism of sorts of like develop diving myself into a fantasy world and like enrapturing myself in that. But now I'm like... The idea of, like, reading books where people think the same way that
0: I do, that is so nice for me. It's nice. That's literally, like, oh, I feel like we should talk about this in another episode. Possibly. Like, possibly. Okay, we maybe should. we'll end it there, and then I'll, like, share my thoughts in another episode. But, but moral like- of the story. Moral balance in life. <laughs> if you're gonna take anything
1: from this episode, New Year's resolutions are a bunch of bull caca. However, okay. the idea of setting realistic and flexible goals for yourself and creating balance in your life is something that should not be ignored. Yeah. And it's completely possible for everyone. Just remember, it's not going to happen on a timeline. You make it work for you. Yeah. Everyone's different. Just because Melina can do shit in like two days doesn't mean I can, okay? What
0: can I do in two days that you can't? I don't know. You're, you seem a lot more productive than me, okay? You're the one that writes like 40-page essays in like literally two hours. That is the ADHD talking. <laughs> it's the mental illness, is it? It's the mental illness. <laughs> but I would just say, big takeaway from this episode reevaluate your life and try to find balance if you feel you're unbalanced or feel like you need to make certain changes but don't know where to start.
1: And remember like it is the new year. It's 2023 bye bye. But at the end of the day, don't don't be... remember to live your life for you. Don't
0: be too hard on yourself either. Like you're alive, that's more than enough. Shit, being alive is hard. A enough. lot of people
1: are not alive. A lot of people
0: are. Not. <laughs> but also okay. like at the
1: end of the year Make it a year that you look back on and you may be like, maybe I didn't achieve my resolutions. But I had a pretty damn good year, you know? Like, I looked back. Because I I take videos. I did did the TikTok trends. And I... My year... I felt like it was normal.
0: My year was really good. But looking
1: back at it, I did some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. So I'm like for the present. Take photos. It's good to remember things. Not too many photos. But take photos. Because mm-hmm. so, if you're like me and you forget literally everything you do. And just enjoy your new year, y'all.
0: Yeah. But on that note, I am Melina. And that, this is Jillian, <laughs> and Jillian. And we will see you guys next time. Au revoir. Bye. I love you.